Hello, everyone. This is Cyber, the host of the Georgia Music Gamers podcast. First and foremost, thank you for listening to the podcast here on Anchor or whichever other podcasting service you're using. This is a special episode, so we wanted to start it with a special announcement. Of course, by now, if you've clicked the link to listen, you're well aware that we interviewed Brad Holmes of Konami Music Game fame in this one. So when we did the recording, we also recorded the video chat portion as well. In addition to this recording, I have edited several video clips into this episode with their associated music, so if you want to get the complete picture of this interview with all of the references, as well as seeing Brad's face and his reactions, I would highly recommend you check out today's episode on the Georgia Music Gamers YouTube playlist. I'll include the link in the description of the podcast below. Now, if you want to keep listening to the audio-only version, that's fine as well but we just wanted to give you a heads up that you'll be missing out on the full experience. Thanks again for your patronage. Thanks for sticking around. And as always, thank you for listening. <laughs> well, we, we, we certainly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Yep. All right. So hello and welcome to the Georgia Music Gamers podcast. As always, this is your host, Cyber, and I'm here joined with Jay Han. Hello. He's uh, my co-host on this tremendously special occasion. And you might be asking, why is it special? Well, today we have our highly esteemed guest, Brad Holmes, the one in milk. Yay! <laughs> How you doing, guys? Thank you for being on the program with us. Yes, thank you. You're uh, very welcome. He, My Brad, pleasure. Brad Holmes is very busy, so we're we're gonna try to we're not gonna keep it short, but we're gonna move it along a little bit. So he's an accomplished musician. Uh, he was born in Australia, and now he lives in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, you probably know him best for his contributions to Konami games over the years, especially to Guitar Freaks and Drum Mania. But he continues and is a very busy man. He's involved in all sorts of projects, both musical and commercial. Uh, he's loaned his voice to countless productions. He's a DJ, he's a vocal coach, and obviously a very talented singer. And he is the leader of the Hitman Band. Um, you can find music links to, on his website, bradrockmusic.com. And they're also available on iTunes, CD Baby, and I believe it's also on Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think so. <laughs> hope so. <laughs> right. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be part of the program. Um, before we begin, we'll just do a little icebreaker question. So what's the one thing that people might find surprising about you that isn't obvious based on your public reputation? Um, <clears throat> now, that's a good question. Um, I guess these days, uh, I, I don't know what my public uh, perception is, but uh, these days, um, I'm pretty much a, a family man. I've, I've got three sons, teenage sons that um, have a uh, have their own band as well. So, I guess uh, probably probably, <laughs> probably okay. that fact. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a family man these days. <laughs> <laughs> I have some questions about your sons' band later on. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. So, sure. uh, how long have you been playing instruments and composing music? Well. I'd have to say <clears throat> I'm getting pretty old now, so um, probably about 35 years. Oh, wow. um, I, I started out playing the drums. I, I still do, actually, sometimes. Mm 
uh, for my kids' band sometimes. Uh, but yeah, uh, <coughs> excuse me, started playing the drums and uh, then um, got into guitar a little later and um, singing, sort of singing sporadically through through the years. But um, I'd, I'd sometimes not sing for a few years and then I'd, I'd sing harmonies in whatever band I was in. Um, but then I, I got seriously into singing uh, toward the end of when I was in Australia. And then when I came to Japan, I really kind of pushed it more. Okay. Yeah. So, so apart, well, I, I guess that begs the question, what do you prefer? What's your preferred instrument? Yeah, well, I, I guess these days I, I love singing. I, I really like singing. And, um, and also I do quite a bit of narration these days too, just um, uh, speaking in studio. So I, even last week I had a fairly busy week doing um, uh, voices for Las Vegas slot machines, um, which is – so lots, lots of things like um, – you know, um, go for it, or right. winner, or bonus, or, and uh, that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like that. But I, I also, um, I, I don't know, I, I love playing guitar too. I'm, I'm not a great lead guitarist or anything, but um, uh, and then I, when I have a chance to get on the drums, I love that too. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to, a little bit of hard to say. Sounds like yeah, it. that's right. That's right. <laughs> Okay, great. Well, do you, do you recall uh, when you moved to Japan, and and I guess how long have you been living there? Well, I, I do go, I do travel quite a lot, and I, I go back to Australia um, at least a couple of times a year. Um, but I've been based in Japan for oh man, I I think it's about twenty five. It hurts me to say, but I think it's about twenty five <laughs> years. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, twenty five years on and off, a bit of travel here and there. But um, yeah, but I, I mean, I've got to say, it's it, it's a pretty depending on what you're doing in in Japan, it's a pretty livable. Oh, Tokyo, we're, we're right in the center of Tokyo, and um, it's it's quite a livable place, and um, there's a lot going on. So yeah, I'm kind of addicted to the the excitement. I guess. That's great. Yeah, John actually lived in Japan uh, for a while in college, I think, right? It was very. It was oh, a while of stretching it. It was like a month and a half, but oh, yeah. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I, it's been a long time, and I'd love to go back. Cyber, so, um, do you do you have any connections with Japan? Or? So, so John and I went to college at Georgia Tech, and we've got several friends who decided to go there. And so, you know, through the JET program or translation jobs for video games, mobile games, that type of thing. So I actually, a friend of ours, another John, his name is Disco Man, which we actually interviewed on the podcast previously. Uh, he's, he's here visiting in the States, but he's going back to Japan in a few weeks. And I believe he landed a translation gig with Square Enix. He's doing all sorts of stuff. So, Wow, and, nice. Yeah, so he's, he's nice. uh, pretty yeah. busy. So, like, most of my connection, like, my wife is Taiwanese, so the one time that I went to Japan was a connection flight to Taiwan from <laughs> Japan. I, right. haven't, I haven't visited proper, but I, I intend to one, one of these. Yeah. Days. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. I, I mean, I guess I should ask the question. So what, what drew you to living to Japan in the first place? I had a girlfriend in Australia who really wanted to visit Japan. And um, I was a professional drummer in those days and I, I could feel that my, my band had kind of peaked and it was starting to, get less popular and uh 
I, I thought, okay, I'll, I'll go and have a look. I go for six months of adventure and um, then either maybe move on to England, I thought, or maybe come back to Australia. I wasn't sure. But um, anyway, at the end of one year, she she had left. She didn't like it. <laughs> and uh, she, she went on to England and I, I decided to stay. And um, because after about a year, I'd, I'd figured out how to, you know, make money and, and, and be able to afford to stay there and got a, got a band going and, and so forth. So, yeah, I, um, so yeah, to answer your question, I'd say initially was just adventure. And then I, and then for, I, I would say for the, for 20 years, every single year I said, okay, I'm going back next year, <laughs> going back next year and just never happened. <laughs> So, did, so did I'm you probably go to, still the same. Well, I'm I was, was, was going to say, like, did did you go to did you know Japanese before you came, or did you learn? Oh, wow, that's impressive. No, not at all. I, I remember getting off the, getting off the plane at Narita Airport with a little book, a Japanese book, and Sumi Masen, which means <laughs> excuse me, and <laughs> that was it. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Yeah, but um, I mean, you can get by with, uh, you know. You can get by with gest. It's amazing what you can do with gestures and one word. You know, uh, you know, food, <laughs> drink, <laughs> bus. <laughs> right. Yeah, my friend tells me that a lot of the menus you can essentially you can just point at a, at a food menu and they'll know exactly what you want to get. So, a lot of restaurants luckily have plastic food uh, models out the front oh, wow. too, which is pretty interesting. You can so in a pinch you can get the waitress to come out and just point to what you want. So that's awesome. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> All right, great. Well, I, I guess at this point we can move into the Konami question. So, uh, yeah. I know it's been a while, but can you recount specifically how you started working with Konami? Yeah, <clears throat> it's um no uh, great mystery. I wish wish there was some kind of mystical answer to this, uh, but uh, it's basically I got a call from an agent booking agent um, and just said, and I, I didn't know it was Konami and I didn't really know uh, what it was for. Just I, I was doing studio jobs and um, as I still do. And um, they just said, what's your availability, you know, uh, next Monday, 10 o'clock till two o'clock or something. And uh, yeah, that, that was basically it. Just a, a call from an agent. <laughs> Were yeah, you, was it an uh, agent that you had worked with previously? Okay. Yeah, you know, to to be honest, I can't even remember which agent it was, but um, because uh, I I work with with quite a few, sure. and uh, yeah, no, I do remember actually. Yeah, um, so sorry, what was your question? I said, well, essentially, like, where was it an agent that you had worked with previously, or was it like someone contacting you from them specifically? Like, maybe that's no, no. No, actually, yeah, it was just someone I'd worked with before, and um, I don't think they knew me. I, I don't. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they knew me or not. Um, but they um, just asked if I could come in and do something. Uh, so, 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 with that particular agent where that you worked with, were were you well known for making covers, performing covers, or something like that, or like what what was your repertoire at the at that time? Yeah, well, I, I was um, fairly re reasonably known for um, 
singing on commercials, singing okay. uh, t- TV commercials. And um, I, I also had my band, The Hitmen. Um, I should explain, The Hitmen is basically a corporate event covers band. Um, we call ourselves a greatest hits band. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do original music here and there, um, but with The Hitmen, The Hitmen is, is yeah, I, I think in the States you'd call it a corporate um, sure. event band, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I this agent knew me from The Hitmen, and I think I was relatively known for um, TV commercials at, at that stage, so they probably... The agent, if if they didn't ask for me specifically, Konami, um, probably this agent thought, well, you know, uh, they might have said we need someone to sing a, a rock song or something. Sure. This agent might have, um, he may have presented me and someone else, I'm not sure, or it might have been just me, or maybe they asked for me, which would be nice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't really know uh, the, the background. I see. Well, and that's fair. I mean, it's, it seems like that seems to be the case for these types of, of gigs. But yeah. can, can you recall what your first uh, contribution was to Konami back then? I, I actually honestly can't, but um, I did like a lot of stuff for them. And um, see, for me, the problem is it gets a little bit blurred because sure. um, that was a fairly busy time. And I was also doing a lot of other recordings for Avex tracks. I'm, right. I'm not sure yeah. if you've, yeah. Oh, they're, they're a, yeah. Um, they they're a, a, were or are, I'm not sure. Um, a, a big dance music company with a lot of idol bands and and um, I believe and it's I, were now. I don't think they are. Yeah, they're they're not around yeah. during during the time. They would have been deeply entrenched in the para para craze. I'm not sure if you're <laughs> yeah. Part no, of well, I, I I did a lot of para para recordings. Oh, yeah, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, um, I, like that was actually yeah my. Yeah, I was heavily into that for a while. Um, I, they, I was called Brad King. They, they, call, okay. they called me Brad King for some reason. I don't know why. I'd, I'd get, yeah, I'd, I'd get the CDs, like a sample sent to me, and on the back it would say, Brad King, Brad King. <laughs> I think, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, I have some more homework to do, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I, when, when I was thinking about, after you contacted me, I, I had a look on, um, I, I had a look in my closet, and I've got some of the CDs there. Um, I looked on 
YouTube. And uh, yeah, I couldn't really see much of, of that. I guess it was a little bit pre-internet maybe. I don't know. But I guess we're talking about late 90s, early 2000s. Right, yeah. So it would have been yeah. time period. <clears throat> yeah. But um, yeah, I, I remember doing a lot of fun. One, one was called one that I that I wrote um, was called "Dancing with the Devil." Um, okay. That was one of the the para para. It was a bit of a hit, uh, I think, because I, I amazingly I still get tiny little royalties from it. a couple cents on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, same sort of system. I used to um, contribute the lyrics back then a lot and occasionally the whole song. But, um, yeah, but for, for those dance CDs, and they, they, there was lots of para-para-eurobeat or there was um, uh, Avex tracks had, what did they have, um, Gaia Rhythm and um, right. I think they even had, oh, Bass Mania. Para para Europe, yeah, yeah, those kind of things. Yeah, those compilations were a dime a dozen back then. And that's right. We, that's we back, right. We yeah. actually got friends who are crazily into, like, even now, even nowadays, into para para. Uh, uh, Bill Bill Shilato, he goes by DM Ashura, and he uh -huh. also he also worked with Konami, contributing a couple songs, and I think wow. he also, he did some work with uh, the Endemiro, the Pump It Up people. Uh, are you familiar with Pump It Up? It's the, uh, I think I was involved in that too. Oh, were yeah. You? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that was that was covers, cover CDs, dance yes. covers, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. Pump It Up was a uh, Pump It Up was a Korean dance game. It was their version of Dance Dance Revolution. Ah, made by a company called Andamiro in Korea. Yeah, it is a uh, yeah. Well, they're still around sure. to this day as well. Yeah, I'm not sure, but in my closet there is a, a CD that I sang on called "Pump It Up" and um, and "Dance Dance Revolution." I, I I sang on as well. I remember. Yeah, yeah Crash, <laughs> I believe. Well, yeah. Well, we we have a question about Crash, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll, get, to we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. I, I learned some things now. So uh, okay. <laughs> well, then I I mean, it's all. It sounds like it was all a blur. So. It, I guess asking the question, what was it like working on rhythm game compositions? Like uh, th this, this came from a. We asked some people ahead of time for some questions that they wanted to ask you. So this is one of their questions: What was it like working on a rhythm game composition? And then also, how did you work around the constraints of a game-sized song to deliver your vision accurately? Yeah. Um, well, I really liked it that that whole time because. Um, it was funny the way the way they were pumping out um, music back then. Um, yeah, it, it was really no nonsense, and and I really liked working with all these producers because um, their their ears were, were so good. You know, they'd give you good direction. They'd say, you know, this note was flat. So, sometimes it drove you crazy because they were so anal about it. But they they'd give you good direction, and and pretty much you you wouldn't be hanging around for hours and hours, you know, you'd go in and you'd prepare at home and practice at home and um, go in and, and usually you were done within an hour or two. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so I really liked it. And before that, I hadn't um, been that much into dance music as such. I mean, I liked it, but um, I like all music really. Um, 
But um, yeah, I got a, a real uh, new appreciation, especially doing that para para stuff and the Eurobeat, and then and then coming into the games with the dance mania and and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I started to really like it, and I guess I didn't do so much back then. But since I, I do a lot of jobs where I have to rap and, and so forth, uh, so uh, it got got me got me into that as well. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and how was it with the constraints? Yeah, I, I actually liked it because um, you could be short and concise, and you had you had to get your message across quickly. Mm. Also, it's kind of like when you when you do a show. If you can do a short show, you can kind of really go for it. There's no filler kind of thing. So um, I, I found it pretty pretty. Um, Good, actually. So, like, it gives you. It sounds like a, they gave you a good sense of direction, and you were able to, like, you just get to the point, you get it done, and then you can call it a day. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and in the cases where it wasn't my song or my lyrics, um, you could just come in and um, you know, hit hit it hard with high energy for the short time. You know, right. you, you weren't thinking about like here I've got to be at medium and then I've got to bring it down to low tension down here and then uh, after the solo I've got to bring it right up. It was kind of, you know, you could just come in and hit it hard from the start to the end. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, I I guess since we're talking about it, and it probably varies from song to song, but were, were you tasked with writing a lot of these lyrics or were you simply asked to to sing what they gave you? Because I always find it's kind of interesting that sometimes there's lyrics that sort of sound, um, let's say, questionable. Maybe not like they were written by <laughs> a, a native English speaker. But obviously, like you know, you might be the person. Yeah, they were it. mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, like, what's what's that process like? Uh, that that's kind of what I'm interested in. Yeah, no, it's a good question. Um, I, I would say probably sixty percent of the time I was just tasked with singing so they they would give me the lyrics and i gotta say sometimes my heart sank uh, <laughs> because it was like oh man you know and sometimes the way uh, i could talk for hours about this um the way if a japanese or a non-native speaker wrote the lyrics they would want you to sing it a really weird way right. um yeah. where you you might say I don't know, like, please, Mr. Postman, or something like that. They'd say, uh, please, Mr. Postman, or, or you know, it, just the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. And, uh, yeah, it, it was quite hard sometimes. You'd be thinking, oh, man, you had to bite your lip and bite your tongue sometimes. But uh, um, And then, yeah, probably the other 40%, I guess. But it'd be either 50-50 or maybe 40%. Um, I, I probably wrote the words, or sometimes I wrote the whole song and just um, sold a song to them. One songs that I wrote completely and then sold to them that come to mind are maybe Island in the Sun. Right. Um, yeah. Sailing out of reach We're lying on an island in the sun Yeah, lying on an island in the sun 
was completely mine. And Summer Sun, I think. Yes. There are some others. I uh, used to rock and roll. I, I wrote the lyrics. I'm sure there's many others that I've uh, sure. that escaped me right now. But um, uh, Fiesta, that was another one. But I'm not sure whether that was Konami or that was in the Para Para. Because at, at one stage, too, they had me writing, um, Avex Tracks had me writing lyrics for other singers as well. So they'd be, um, oh, okay. be, be female singers um, or, or ma- mostly female singers for dance music. And um, I wrote quite a lot of lyrics there for, the, for them at one stage too. In fact, uh, <laughs> it's a really funny story. Um, at one stage with Avex tracks, they, for one particular CD, they wanted really racy or, you know, sexual uh, connotations in the lyrics, and they they played me a sample of um, um, a song called B- "Billy Wear a Billy" or something something like that. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> a, uh, Willie Wear a Billy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Band is That's right. And then they played me that, and they said, "We we want." like this but even raunchier uh, <laughs> lyrics and uh, <laughs> so i me and me and my friend it was so funny we, we were playing on on a, a dinner cruise each night that goes around tokyo bay like on a, a big ship with you know multiple floors and uh <clears throat> so in our break time i was um Throw, uh, you know, throwing things off to him, like uh, throwing ideas out, and uh, we had. It was so funny. It was like um, we we had these crazy funny things. We, we called it the smorgasbord of life: a taco and a piece of wiener, and uh, and then we we were saying things like um, uh, think about my body getting tenser. Think I need a trip to the cream dispenser and. <laughs> And it was just so funny, like, um, you know, we're, we're talking about like it's a buffet, like a smorgasbord, a buffet, right. and and, uh, and all these sexual things, you know, talking about oysters and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And um, anyway, so I, I thought it was a masterpiece, and me and my friend were just cracking up. And um, when, I, when I took it into the, the studio, guys, they, they read it and listened to me, listened to me sing it. And um, they said, oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. They were cracking up too. They said, it's awesome. But then uh, it had to be sung by an, an African-American woman came in uh, to, to sing it. Uh, it wasn't going to be me singing it. Um, and she, uh, she hit the roof. She, uh, she refused. <laughs> she, she said, this is disgusting. I'm not going to sing that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then I got a call from her agent, and and uh, I don't know. It just so we had to kind of change it round to you know um, the smorgasbord of life. Uh, you know, 
food that could not be finer, and you know, it, right. it was a little bit sad. It took all the uh, it took all the edge off it. I thought, but anyway, oh it was just a funny story because I because I, I remember thinking, like, really, can I, can we really put this out? <laughs> but, yeah. I hope I'm not interrupting the flow then because you mentioned that cruise and I know we have a question later on about is that still a thing? Yeah, it, it, it was really full on for a while. Um, we used to do it just about every night and it, it went for a, like a couple of hours oh, wow. and um, and it was, it was kind of good fun actually. People had come on, we'd put on, you know, like a 10-minute show in each room. Yeah, it was, it was great and then it left me free to do studio stuff during the day. But it's kind of dwindled now. Tokyo's in a, in a bit of a recession, I guess, or it has been for a few years. Not not a great um, financial um, situation here these days. But I mean, having said that, it's still <laughs> one of the biggest markets in the world, I guess. So these days, I do it a little bit differently. We we do it like um, in the public holidays. You know, they'll they'll um, I'll do it with a band or there's a an old Japanese band, a jazz band that I sometimes sing with um, called the Onishi Band. Um, and they've, they've been doing these cruises for years and years and years. Um, yeah, so we just do it like in the in the New Year's or uh, in the summer holidays or maybe around Christmas or special events. We we do that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah. we had a friend that actually discovered the Brad Holmes Dinner Cruise uh, a couple of years back and we were wondering what, that could possibly even be like, cause it's like, yeah, that sounds like something, you know, if we were to ever to visit, we would go. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's only on uh, occasionally these days. And I, I've got to say, I don't really run it or anything. I, I, they just um, employ me to like that. They'll put me on the poster and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Your face um, is very prominently yeah, featured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not my, um, sad to say it's not my, uh, not my mm-hmm. initiative. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I, I got to say it's great fun though. I'm um, going out on a big ship, sailing around the the harbour, and you see the city lights and the the, the rainbow bridge and and stuff. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it makes oh, you feel good. Yeah, it sounds like a great time. I guess uh, if I ever plan a trip to Japan, we need to we need to go, John. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, well, let me. Uh, we we meandered a bit, but that's okay because this is this is the kind of things that we were we were hoping for. Um, yeah. So back back to lyricists. Are you familiar with the lyricist Heaven? The the name Heaven uh, as a lyricist. Um, Apparently, they worked with Izumi on writing some of the later songs that you provided for uh, Guitar Freaks and Drummania. And we were wondering uh, if you had any information on them. Do you, Do you know which songs for well, Not So Bad? Would that be one of them? Uh, let me see. Uh, not So Bad was reportedly the credit is given to Heaven for that one. Also, yeah. uh, there was another one, uh, After a Hard Day, apparently was written yeah. by yeah. them. But 
there's not a whole lot of information online that that I could find. I, I wasn't sure if you were if you knew anything that you could share. Yeah, um, that that was someone in Izumi's family. Uh, that and uh, <laughs> I, uh, to be honest, I, I, uh, you know, it, it, they weren't native lyrics, so um, you know, it was is a bit of a stretch sometimes. I thought, um, but you know. Not that bad. Not as bad as some. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that, those. I mean, I. If you had told me that they were non-native, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have known because the, they're they seem fairly, com- you know, comprehensible and, and all that. Yeah. Well, we we, yeah, we had to. Yeah, we we had to. Th- those particular ones are uh, uh, pretty good, actually, and right. and we did work together on them a little bit. We um, maybe brushed them up a little bit, and um, okay. and just in the way. They were requested to be sung was a bit weird sometimes. So we, we sort of negotiated a bit. Well, could I sing it like this? And um, could I put in and the or something like that? Sure, and uh, sure. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, with with pretty good results, I think uh, th- those songs are, are not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then uh, not not to be insulting, but. Crash, you're well, you're well known for that. I guess it premiered on Dancing Stage Euromix, and then eventually they put it, they put it over on DDR Extreme. Um, Many people are wondering what was the uh, the inspiration for that song in particular, in the lyrics and all that. Can you can you? Well, um, I, I had nothing to do with writing that song. Um, I mean, it, it, seems and, fair, uh, it seems fairly obvious, but <laughs> <laughs> and the inspiration for that particular song was uh, to get paid. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, I to be honest that that. I didn't know much at all about that song, and I'd completely forgotten about it until you brought it to my attention um, the other day. And um, and I listened back to it, and God, it sounds out of tune to me. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I ever actually heard the finished product um, because I remember when I sang that song, it sounded great in the studio, and it was in tune, and. Um, the only thing I can think of that may have happened is we. I also did for another company. I, I'm not sure if it was Pioneer. I used to do a lot for Pioneer as well um, when they were a, a CD making force, and um, and I, I did this punk album called uh, the Sex Machine Guns. Um, yeah, so the Sex Machine Guns, right, like okay. the band Sex Machine Guns, like the the family Rasubomba and and Mikanuita, them. Yeah, I, I'm not sure of those names, but we, I, oh. I was the singer of the Sex Machine Guns, um, and we 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 did well. Unless there's another one around. Uh, Maybe oh, there was oh wait a minute. Oh, uh, there's a Japanese band called the Sex Machine Guns. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Ah, uh, no, no. Okay, well, okay. I guess they took the name from our original cd um which which was a a cd of 
covers and originals, but it was punk, um, really right. punk. And, uh, and, and that was really weird because they told me to sing out of tune and sing rough and because it was punk. And sometimes they'd say, no, it sounds too, um, too smooth. So sing it out of tune. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, against my, uh, better judgment I, I did sometimes and uh but uh, the only thing that occurred to me when i was listening to crash i was thinking wait a minute did they take my vocal from one of those punk recordings and put it onto a dance track or something or i i don't know i just i'm uh, at a loss when i when i listen to that i i think oh my goodness like w- what happened <laughs> yeah so did you work with naoki directly at that like did you yeah i i i i i think i remember him um but and and i like you say it's it's a bit um unclear because it was a long time ago and and a lot of these songs you got to understand too i i just go in they'd say hi you know hi and straight into the booth and um have you have you practiced the song yep yep and um i'd sing it and then leave and quite often i think intentionally they didn't really tell me what it was for or um you know and and then quite often afterwards um i'd get you know a cd in the post and i'd think oh okay that's what it was for you know um because uh, a lot of the time they were kind of not obsessed but they were very concerned with um uh secrecy or or um you know keeping it private and um i guess there were a lot of rival rival games and cds and so forth going on at the time so and and i guess you know i i wasn't the only singer there were a lot of singers so i guess they just didn't want everyone talking to everyone and i I guess they probably thought yeah well he's singing for us and he's probably singing for them as well and uh Mm. yeah so a lot of the time i i wasn't really sure what it was for so yeah when i worked with naoki it was just like another song and I think it's going to be on a game, but the game's not out yet and it hasn't even been released. And, and uh, you know, so that was another thing too. In the, in the order, the timeline, you know, sometimes they'd make a song and then they might build that that might influence the game or something. So um, they might even have a song before the game, uh, perhaps. Yeah. So. Yeah. We, we, we've heard stories where, like, oftentimes some artists will have songs on, you know, on their archives. And then they'll surprise us years later. That actually happened very recently on Poppin' Music with uh, uh, who? Who was it? Then the the it was Nagureo, yeah, right? The, the percussive track. So there's a series oh, of no, songs. No. Percussive. That was DJ Simon, yeah. DJ Simon, and so he provided. He apparently he was asked about it on Twitter, <laughs> and oh yeah, you made this new song for this game that was just come out. It's Poppin' Music. I'm sure you've you've heard of Poppin' Music. And, yeah. and then his response was something to the effect of, oh, I wrote that song years ago, like, because people were under the impression that he that he wrote it specifically for them, but it actually was sitting in the can from so many years ago. So it's interesting, yeah. it's interesting yeah. that you bring that up, the timeline. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we, we, we always just signed contracts that it was a buyout. Um, so they, they could do with it what they want for eternity. So um, I, I just can't, for the life of me, understand what happened with Crash. Like, uh, you know, I, it's, ba- it's barely listenable now to me personally. Um, I'm sure some people like it. But um, 
yeah, I don't know whether they because that happens. You know, your 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 voice or your recording or whatever will be put onto another track or moved around, or or they can put effects on it. They can change the pitch, um, and it sounds to me, I don't know, because I, I do remember I I actually liked the song when I was practicing it at home, right. and um, and um, I made a couple of minor changes to the lyrics I think to make it fit better. And I remember when we recorded, Naoki was, was happy, very happy. And, um, and I had a good feeling leaving the studio thinking, wow, that was, that's, that's an exciting track. And then I listened back to it the other day and I thought, what happened? <laughs> and it, it really sounds like, and, and also I've got to say, I was listening and the harmonies that are on it are not yeah. me. Um, oh. And to me, the harmonies sound a little bit out too. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a mystery. It's yeah, it's it's notorious. Uh, just so you know, it's it's somewhat well known as being one of those songs, and so I people were just curious about what the what what happened there. I guess would be the the, the yeah. Way well, to put it. my my answer to what happened is I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it really does sound to me like either. In in the the mix down for some unknown reason, either it's been uh, because I remember when I recorded it, it was a really rocking kind of track, sure. and um, and it, it it sounded great when the playback. I thought, wow, that's really sounds great, um, and that's not the case now. I can either think one of two options: maybe they took that track and put it onto another um, different track. And if, if it was one of those punk recordings, it's conceivable that that was done with real guitars. Right. Um, okay. So the tuning, tuning may, like, depending on how they tuned their guitars, that's what I would have sung to. And then now if you take that over and put it to a, like a, something that's done with keyboards that are not tunable, it may have just been slightly out and right. somehow it, it just got through. But it's, that seems... I don't know. It seems weird. And, or the other one is that intentionally they tried to make it sound live or something. So they tried to, you know, slightly sure. put it out of tune or something. I, I yeah, I, I really don't know. <laughs> I, I, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> no, we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> awesome. Um, mm. So I, we mentioned Island in the Sun and it sounds like that was something that you had previously recorded and then you provided to Konami the 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 game version i guess you could call it um yeah was that something that you offered to them or did they specifically ask you for a composition and you said oh i've got this recording and uh that's a great question and i'm i'm trying to remember um now i think they were yeah they said do you have any songs that you'd like to put forward and um i think i put forward uh maybe three songs and they picked that one. And then we, because I had already recorded it for my uh, original CD. So they said, uh, we, we'd like to re-record it. And actually, funnily enough, I, I had already used that song for a TV commercial. That had been a, a TV oh. commercial for um, Mitsui Homes or something, uh, like a real estate company. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and okay. and uh, that was a few years before. And, um, so then, yeah, for Konami, we went in and re-recorded Island in the Sun. 
Yeah, it was really cool. They were asking me what the chords were and, and uh, you know, and we, we kind of collaborated on it. That's awesome. Yeah, that was very satisfying, yeah. I, I should mention too, I, winning 11, the soccer game, is that PlayStation? PlayStation 2. Well, it PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and it's a, it's a running series. And we actually yeah. we, we were going to ask you about the football song. Ah, <laughs> right, right, yeah. We're going to play football, soccer, football, soccer, football, soccer, all around the world. Now, that was another one of my uh, kind of favorites. I mean, it's, you know, not my favorite song, but uh, that was a a similar sort of case. They they were looking, it was back in the early versions of the game, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe it was uh, uh, 2008, I think it was the version. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, World Soccer Winning 11, 2008. Right, right. Yeah, so um, that was a similar kind of thing. They were looking for songs, and um, I think I put in... I uh, uh, presented maybe two or three songs, and and they picked that one. Yeah, I, I think I gave them a rough demo of it, well, a roughish demo, and uh, they said, "Okay, can you record it to CD quality, and and we'll we'll buy it outright." Awesome. And um, yeah, so but it, it, that was pretty fun. Like it was a pretty silly song. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask about the lyrics because it sounds it sounds like you're chastising the people when they say football, and you respond angrily, soccer. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was the the thought process there? I'm just I'm just curious. Uh, well, I, I was just trying to make a, a fun song, and then I, I I envisaged, you know, I've seen on TV, you know, they've got the in in England with the, the soccer crowds, they they have the ground, they have someone down there with a, a megaphone or a bull bull horn going, and I, I thought it was like the crowd's going, we're going to play football, and this guy's saying soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Because, <laughs> I don't know, at that stage um, in Japan, Japan had just kind of got into the World Cup or, or was getting really serious about the World Cup of soccer and stuff. And no one, there was it's this whole argument, is it football or is it soccer? And like some countries call it soccer, some countries call it football. So right. I just thought, have some fun with that. Like the crowd saying, we're going to play football. And this guy's saying, no, it's soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that makes sense. Okay, that that clears up <laughs> my question, uh, John. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I think even when we were, you know, presenting the songs and stuff, they they were saying, you know, the Japanese people were saying we're not sure, you know, if we should call it soccer or football or whatever. Right. So yeah, I think I think that was going around in my brain. You split, yeah. split, split the difference, basically. Yeah, split the difference exactly. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's awesome. Um, John so, has a, John has a few questions for you, so. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so uh, once you uh, like started getting all of your your songs into the games, did you ever try and play any of like Guitar Freaks and Dromania in the arcade or anything? like that? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, um, um, yeah, I. Um, it was funny. I'm not sure if it was Dance Mania or whether it was one of the Avex things or something. But there was. Um, we we tried one time to do the dance the dance thing. Uh, I, th- I guess. That, do you think that was Konami? I, I'm not sure. So but it, it, they they have they have a Dance Maniacs, which has yeah. s- sensors above and below, and then they did. Para- that's, para- that's the one. Is that Dance Maniacs? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. So we, we, we tried that one time uh, with me and a couple of friends, and uh, that was pretty funny. And then they had, they had oh, the, um, I think I did used to rock and roll one time. They had drums in the. Uh, drum mania. I guess, yeah. Drum mania. I don't think I tried the uh, Guitar Freaks one, but I, I, I definitely saw it around the, um, around the game arcades and stuff. Yeah, it's also funny. There's a there's a big amusement park, um, uh, not amusement park, amusement centre, game centre called Adores, um, A D O R E S. That's near Shinagawa, and um, I, I did the kind of the welcome voice for that, like "Hello and welcome to Adores," and you know, uh, and so we've been there a couple of times, and they, yeah, it's funny. You walk in the the door, and there's my voice saying "Hello," and <laughs> It's the voice of pretty God. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then there's a couple of games in there that, uh, yeah, Pirates, I think, is one of the games. And I, I did the theme song for that. And uh, so when the when the game, like it's a pirate ship or something, so when the people are on the, the attraction, my, my song is singing and stuff. So, yeah, that's all good fun. It's all nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so are you... F- were there any artists that were you know, with Konami that you wanted to work with, or were you just sort of kind of aloof from all of that? Um, well, not not aloof. Are you, are you talking about like on the, the Japanese production side or other singers or? Um, uh, singers or the composers or, you know. I've got to say, honestly, um, I was kind of like a hired gun. Yeah, and, and like I said before, I think they didn't like to, you know, in anything really um, as little as possible. So I, I didn't really, but but I, I did particularly enjoy working with Izu. We always had a really good rapport and uh, he was really open to any of my ideas. His, his wife, I think, may have been a, a singing teacher and, and she was nice too. I mean, a couple of times, a couple of his songs were super high key and and uh, I remember one day I was kind of struggling because it had been a hard week <laughs> and a uh, hard week of gigs. And um, she, she gave me some little tip to, you know, keep your chin down or something like that. I remember it, it kind of worked and I thought, oh, well, that's cool. Oh, wow. So the whole Izumi family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he seems to get around. He, he did a track with uh, Marty Friedman of Megadeth. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure if you're familiar with that, but he has a whole series of daydream songs, Model DD one, two, three, you know, and so I think Model DD eight was the one where he collaborated with with Marty Friedman. Um, yeah, and he seems to be on good terms with people he works with. So it's it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that you would say that you also had good rapport with him. Yeah, no, he he was a very open guy, and um, another another uh, really good guy that I worked with was. Um, Fumi Funagisawa, no, Tanagisawa. I'm not sure, but I I, I did uh, a tour with this big rock star here called E Yazawa, Ekichi Yazawa. He's he's like the Bruce Springsteen of of um, Japan. He's been famous for years, and um, and I I did a tour in his back band. And um, okay. there was this guitarist called Fumi Yanagisawa, Yanagisawa, yeah. And he 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 had actually been in the the touring band for Puffy Ami Yumi. I don't know oh, if you, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, yeah. He was another guy. We I think we collaborated a little bit, but um, 
yeah anyway back to the question there, there wasn't really i i didn't really know so much about who was producing this or whatever it was pretty much like if i got the call i'd come in and i'd do my best and uh and then sort of move on and then you know sometimes a month or two later i'd get something in the post like a sample or sometimes i'd hear because you got to remember too I, I was doing quite a lot of tv commercials so just keeping track of, um, I mean, it's not like it was an avalanche of jobs or anything like that. I wish it was, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there was just kind of things going on. And so it was hard enough to keep track of the TV commercials. And then, Oh, oh I'm on that, that game over there. Oh, cool. Cool. Oh, and then here's a CD of this. And, you know, in, if I had to do it all again, I'd probably keep it all. Uh, I'd keep on top of it more. I'd keep some right. sort of filing That's system or something, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think you've probably already answered this question, but uh, just to be sure, did you have any input on any of the videos that played during the uh, the songs in the games? Or, you know, it seems like you were just completely in and out on the music and you didn't really, but... Yeah, they, they didn't really... It's it's funny, they, they were pretty compartmentalized. Um, they, they'd have the video people working there and the sound people working over here. and. Um, from my point of view, yeah, I didn't see much interaction. So I, I, you know, occasionally I'd see something in the studio that ever going, they'd be link uh, matching it up, uh, the sound with sure, the visuals. The sound and, with the video. Yeah, yeah. So that was, you know, that was fun. But um, yeah, they they seem to be different different floors in the Konami building. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so this year has actually been the 20th anniversary of Guitar Freak Syndrome Mania, and mm -hmm. Konami has been celebrating it in their latest game. They've had a big event where they've been bringing, and I don't know if they, to, to the point earlier about the uh, G DJ Simon song that sort of came from the archives, uh, I'm not sure if these are new songs that they just got or these are things that have been sitting around the archives, but they've been uh, getting some older artists, uh, new songs from older artists to come up. Uh, did they approach you at all? For any of that or no 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 um so i'm not sure but it, it makes me think i better check it out and see uh if there's any of my old stuff uh floating around there but um yeah i'll, I'll check that out but um yeah i i got a feeling maybe th those uh agents that i was working with back then one one unfortunately passed away and then another one has kind of slightly moved out of out of the business so um yeah uh and and also i think maybe izumi and that whole team may have moved on i'm, I'm not sure um, izumi is still there surprisingly right. he's still working and still pumping out tracks for konami and guitar fix in romania every game well, he's like about the only one most people have moved on but izumi's still there yeah yeah no well, well sadly uh i haven't heard anything so okay. <laughs> yeah I guess I guess we need to petition Konami and ask Azumi <laughs> to do another collab with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love to, love to. Yeah. Well, I guess on the topic of Azumi, um, a lot of people were wondering this: Is "Used to Rock and Roll" autobiographical? In the middle of high school 
Yeah, it's a good question. No, because I, 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 even now I usually rock and roll all night long. <laughs> Not used to it. No, I, I still, um, yeah, I'm still, uh, still rocking. Yeah, because that, that song's all about, you know, someone who now works in an office or something and sure. but used to, used to rock, but, uh, no, I, I, uh, I still rock as much as possible. <laughs> An inspiration to us all. <laughs> nice to hear. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, no, easily, that, it's that, easily our favorite song. I just just want you to know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I'd say that that and Island in the Sun uh, are particular favorites of mine. But um, yeah, I, I I like use of rock and roll too. And um, that was they kind of gave me a a theme. They said, can you make it sort of. Uh, about guitars, we wanted something about guitars, and um, maybe you can be, um, maybe you can be. I said, can you give give me any more guidance on that? And um, and uh, I said, guitars are pretty broad. Um, and uh, they said, oh, maybe like you know, think about your life and bring guitars into it or something like that and um so yeah i i went with it and yeah for that particular one i, I felt like it clicked it was as um you know i had this fictional character that used to work in the steel and, and uh i channeled all my bruce springsteen uh, right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i i like that song too yeah awesome um so i I guess what we'll do is we'll try to, because I know we're running short on time here. Uh, I've got a few questions. Uh, Let Me Go. Uh, Let Me Go, I believe, was your final song, your final contribution. Um, yeah, and I think Thomas Howard is credited as writing the lyrics. Um, was that meant to be a, a collaboration, or was he supposed to sing it, and maybe you took the role, or do you remember how that worked out? Sorry to say, I've got no idea. I don't know who Thomas Howard is, and um, we uh, we didn't sort of work together. Yeah, I'm not sure what the backstory is. Again, it was pretty much like I I didn't know it was going to be you know, the last one, or I didn't know, you know, what, sure. what game it was going to be for or anything. It was just because, because um, like I mentioned before, you know, sometimes you'd record songs that would just vanish into the ether. Like they might not be used or they might've been used for something that I, I never became aware of. So yeah, we didn't collaborate. I, I had no idea of the background on that. Sorry. It's, it's okay. Yeah. 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 Just for, for, for reference, Thomas Howard is, I mean, he's probably as prolific as Brad in the series, right? Like he's made a bunch of, I mean, John, John would know more. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a lot of contributions. Uh, he's one of the artists that they did bring back for the, uh, the event this, this year. Um, uh-huh. 
yeah, he has quite a few songs. He's, I think he also lives, does he also live in Japan? Uh, yeah. I think he also I, lives in Japan. He's doing, the, he does the gig thing as well. He does performances publicly. If you ever get the chance. Thomas Howard. Yeah, Thomas Howard. Yeah. Thomas Howard Lichtenstein, I believe is his full name. Oh, oh, all right. Right. THL. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, that, I'll, I'll check him out. I, yeah, it, yeah. Like, it, I might know the guy and it's, a different name it's, it's just, 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 been, it's just been years right <laughs> well i i might know him as a different name under a different name because oh, uh, some a lot of these people use different names or a lot, a lot of times the company like i i was you know brad holmes brad king mr brian um <laughs> did you, and they weren't my choices sorry yeah, yeah well you just you're just i think you just answered it they weren't your choices you said no uh I didn't even know about it. They, I think they just did it for variety or, or, or what? I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I didn't really mind. Yeah. Well, see, Konami has a reputation for putting aliases to well-known contributors. And they've, yeah. Naoki was probably by far the most prolific at the time where he was responsible for probably 70% of the, the DDR soundtrack, but like over all of these different names. So it doesn't surprise me that, that you're, you're telling me this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I guess to wrap up the Konami questions, um, does it feel like, or rather, how does it feel to have a legacy with Konami and the Bimani series of games? Yeah, it feels great. I mean, um, I've got to say, I, I don't really think about it very often, um, but, uh, but like when it, when it comes up, like, like it has done now, um, yeah, it feels great. And um, I went back and looked through, and there, there are a whole bunch of songs I'd forgotten about. And there's still a lot that, you know, especially from the, the, the dance, the para para, like sure. for Pioneer and uh, Avex Tracks and stuff, there's a bunch through there. And I, I wrote a lot of lyrics for a lot of songs. And, um, yeah, I wish I could uh, kind of find them <laughs> but i've got i got to look in my closet there's a whole bunch of dance cds omnibus cds in there and uh, you know yeah awesome. when, when i when i get time but yeah I, I i do like it it's it's great Thank, thanks to the internet for them still being out there Keep, right keeping so it that's alive great. Yep. yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, so I guess we'll go ahead and segue a bit into your other musical projects and, and uh -huh. things like that. We just have a few questions. Uh, yeah. So we know that you're with the Hitmen, but is that a specific group of people or is it sort of like a, a sessioning band where people just come come and go? How, how does that work? Well, it's my, it's my band and I kind of uh, co-started it years and years ago and then people have come and gone in the meantime. Um, and as much as possible, I keep it. I'd love to have the same lineup all the time, sure. but uh, because it's got to be, you know, it's a lot of criteria. It's got to be foreigners, um, and that's not my choice. Uh, you know, the the companies that that book us generally say they want foreigners only, mm. um, just for the entertainment value. I I think because otherwise, there's you know, there's a myriad of, of good Japanese bands around too. Right. So, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, they've got to be foreign. They've got to be professional level. Um, they've got to be living in Tokyo. They've got to have gear. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, it's a lot of boxes to tick. So, um, yeah. So wherever possible, it's the same guys. Um, but then sometimes someone won't be available. So 
will have a sub. So we've, we've got sort of a little group of people that are that know the songs and know the know the deal and um, and can jump in. I, I feel like I saw a photo uh, with one of your sons. Is does he sub in sometimes as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're, they're, my, my my sons are all in Australia at the moment, going to school. But um, yeah, when, when when they were here last year, they they were quite often doing hitman gigs as well, oh, which was great. great. I guess we should mention them. Uh, uh, so, would you? Is the name of their band J A B, or do you pronounce it Jab? Or, or I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> well, that's the intent. But yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, I call it Jab, but my son always corrects me and says no, it's J A B. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always thought it was pretty cool. It's their initial, Jackie, Angus, Bob, and uh, also the jab, you know, the short, sharp burst of music. <laughs> yeah. They they, but, uh, uh, they perform, like, surf-type music, surf rock, but then they also have other songs as well. Australia, Australia, do you want to do it again? Swimming late, I'll never forget running down. Yeah, yeah, and they they've done a few um few singing jobs over the years when they were kids in Tokyo um or narration or singing. Mm-hmm. They they sang on um there's a, a was a, a big hit over here from a band called News I think and I think it was Seven Colors mm-hmm. was the um song but they they sang backup vocals on it and um and uh yeah just over the years they've done a few funny little odd things okay but um yeah jab jab yeah they're they're playing in australia now uh here and there and they they write songs and they've if you want to look them up on youtube uh i think it's jab band tokyo we'll find them on youtube or instagram or facebook yeah Jab Band Tokyo, and um, they've got a couple of good songs written by them, the three boys. Um, one's called Australia, one's called Meant to Be, and um, yeah. the, the videos are on YouTube. They, they, some of the videos show them kind of walking around Tokyo and, and stuff. So I, yeah, I, I, maybe I actually I looked up the Australia video from from your website actually. <laughs> right, so, right, cool. It's, it's pretty neat. Um, yeah, cool. Thanks. Let's see. Are you familiar with Stephen McKnight? Yeah. So I saw you mentioned him in the credits of one of your songs. Um, and as you may or may not know, he actually provided a bunch of songs to Konami as well, either singing. And Absolutely. All that. So uh, yep. how, how familiar are you with each other and do you still keep in touch? Um, we're, we're Facebook friends, um, but we don't really keep in touch that much just because of, uh, for no reason in particular, just he's in the States now. Um, but uh, he, he played a few gigs with the Hitmen, funnily enough, oh, years ago. Oh. And, um, and we, we used to bump into each other. I'd, I'd be going into the studio, he'd be coming out, or vice versa. And um, he, he's a great singer and guitarist. And, um, and he actually, we, we did a Hitmen CD, um, and we recorded it in his home studio, which was called Thermal Productions. Right, yeah. When I, when I say home studio is actually fairly big home studio and um and he we, we produced it at his um his studio in in tokyo but i believe he's got that studio now in the states somewhere in, uh, um, in philadelphia i think if my right, right. Are correct. yeah yeah so he's um yeah i i was gonna say he's a good friend but i i can't really say that because we're not really in touch that sure. much but yeah sure. he's a good guy he's a friend yeah 
Uh, awesome. All right. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. Let's see. I only have a few more questions here as we're wrapping up. Well, I, I think you've already, we've talked about how the process of making songs works. I was, I was going to bring up wild writers because that's how initially we started getting in contact. I was curious and I asked you the question. You said, Oh yeah, I did that song. I completely forgot that I did it. So yeah, yeah. The, I mean, if you want to maybe talk a bit about that, if you remember anything about it, it's fine if you don't. Though. But <laughs> I, I, I actually don't. But like when you alerted me to it, I, I listened to it and I thought, yeah, that's right. I remember that, but I don't remember anything about it. And because, um, <laughs> um, like I said before, you know, we recorded quite a few songs that nothing happened with. Also, with the TV commercials, you know, we would go in and we would record sometimes like five different versions of something and then none of those would be would go to air or one one of them would be picked and go to air and then I'd go somewhere the next day and do five versions of something else. And uh, so, yeah, and I, I'm notorious for like I, I sang on a McDonald's commercial just the other night, um, yesterday, the day before, and uh, just before we came to Nagasaki and... Um, and the very next morning, the guys on the plane were saying, so what did you sing? And I was, I was thinking, oh, I don't know, I forget. Like, uh, <laughs> it, it's funny, it's so intense. You go to bed and you can't get it out of your head, but then you wake up the next morning and it's gone. So, uh, yeah, I should be a little bit clearer on all this stuff. But uh, that Wild Rider, I, I just remember recording it, um, I think. <laughs> and uh, Well, well it, it exists, um, so it came from yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, but some of the others, you know, I, I definitely remember the, um, you know, the, the Island in the Sun recording. Sure. I remember that. And, I, and um, used to rock and roll. I remember that that session very well and that Not So Bad and um, some, some of the others. Great. Uh, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I definitely remember that great Guitardo Live uh, concert. Yeah, that we 2008. Did. That, yeah, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Actually, the, the video, I got it from John, so you should should say that the video that I sent you was actually from his personal collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, John. I, I dusted off my DVD. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Cheers, thanks for that. Uh, so I've got one off-the-wall question, uh, yeah. which I recently found out about this. You apparently were the singing voice of Dr. Peace from No More Heroes. Do you, do you recall this at all? <laughs> <laughs> I see no more when the wind blows a virgin child's gone sing a song such a pretty 
now that you say that, Dr. Peace, No More Heroes, that, like, yeah, but I don't recall what um, any other details. I, be, I believe the song was called, the song, it was very interesting. Hold on, let me let me look it up real quick. Sorry, what what, what was Dr. Peace and No so, More Heroes? So, so Dr. Peace is a character in No More Heroes. He has, uh, like, a revolver. And, uh-huh. he has a, and he has a mustache. And in the video right. game, when you walk, you're the main character, obviously, and you walk into this baseball stadium, uh, the character immediately starts to sing this grandiose song about his daughter. The The voice actor is actually credited as somebody else. Uh, the Virgin Child Makes Her Wish Without Feeling Anything is the title of the song. Is that ringing any bells? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Dr. Peace, um... No More Heroes is is ringing a big bell for me. You were the singing voice, but you weren't the voice actor. And I remember hearing this when I was younger and thinking, oh, that sounds familiar. But then when the when the voice actor started speaking, it's like, oh, it's not clearly it can't be Brad because it doesn't sound like him. But like, I guess they did that purposely because you were the singer of this song. Anyway, right. my my question is, did did you did you remember the session at all? Do you remember working with uh, Goichi Suda on this particular project? Yeah, absolutely. That I did that for sure. Actually, actually, that doesn't seem that long ago. When 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 was this? So yeah, No More Heroes was a relatively recent. I mean, the original game was released on on the Wii, the Nintendo Wii, and then they did a like a remaster for the PlayStation Three. So right. the Wii version came out in two thousand seven, I believe, uh-huh. and then they made a playstation upgrade you know they made the graphics look better a couple of years after that uh-huh. yeah i remember this session uh, only because they told me to sing it like an old vampire and so maybe <laughs> they um they uh maybe they hadn't conceptualized it fully at that point i'm not sure but they they gave me they're singing just sing it like an old like an old um, sort of shaky vampire um <laughs> Looking, looking back on life, or something, something like that. Uh, I remember, and so I, I put on that silly, like uh, <laughs> that kind of voice. Yeah, but I, I remember it well now. Yeah, man, I'd forgotten all about that. It's just, it's just one. It's like you said. It's just one of those things where you've got so many projects under your belt. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's great. What a, yeah, that's. Interesting. And another one I did like that was um, there was a, uh, a long time ago called Vampire Miu, which was a uh, Vampire Miu, M-I-Y-U. And that was I did some young character voice in that some uh, this guy had been killed or something. And that was a big animation series in Japan years ago. Yeah. So occasionally I get those kind of. Uh, things too yeah that was interesting yeah thanks for telling me about that yes i mean i know that you know like we sent the questions ahead of time but that was one that i found in some prior um investigating so i'd i'd be remiss if i didn't ask the question so yeah yeah that was great okay well we uh we've reached the end of the program Uh, Uh um i want to reiterate thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us um you've given us a lot of good memories over the years uh, probably more than you you'll ever realize um but yes thank you again i really appreciate it i mean john do you have any last words before we close up i just want to reiterate thank you so much for being here this has been a blast well thanks guys yeah i i, I appreciate the it's been fun for me think think back about it 
Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Brad. Don't don't let us hold you up. I know you got to get out of that out of that uh, hotel there. <laughs> it's luck. crazy. We 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 checked in yesterday after the show, and um, I said, "Can we get an hour later checkout?" Because I knew we were going to do this. They said, "No." <laughs> so I said, "Thanks very much." <laughs> very very prompt. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well yeah. Thank, thank you very much. Good luck on your show. Hopefully, we'll keep in touch. Oh, right. absolutely, absolutely. But, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, great. Uh, this has been the Georgia Music Gamers podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.